Well, it's Father's Day. This is going to come to you a couple days later, due to timing and me. Doo-doo. Not doo-doo. <laughs> and uh, we thought we'd, uh, we'd do a Father's Day spectacular, whatever that means. And you might hear a little extra noise on my mic. That's just my new puppy chewing on my mic stand, which really can't be avoided. He was sleeping, but I moved him over here so I could see that he wasn't chewing on any cords. And then he woke up and decided that he wanted to be on mic too. And as Karsten loves to do, whenever there is things like that, I do my best to remove them. Just so if you ever comment on them, the sound's not there, which makes you sound dumb, which is kind of my go-to. Kind of my go-to. I love it. Okay, sorry. Here, Chuck, say hi. You want to lick the mic? Yeah, okay. Dude, that's my mic. Don't have your dog lick my mic. Get your own mic. Okay, uh, he didn't actually lick the mic. There. My mic shield is on your mic. <laughs> Went at it from the side. I'm just saying. I think it's time for me to recollect all my stuff. God. Your dog slobber all over my yeah. high quality microphones stuff. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna come get it sometime. You're just too far away. Fuck that. <laughs> so far, <laughs> so far away. Um, so I I got a record from my children today for Father's Day. Hmm. It was uh, Queen Greatest Hits two. Hmm. Uh, they were looking for gifts and my wife's like what do you want and i was like i don't know and she's like what vinyl do you want and i just like did a big list of what they could find at stores that i knew what they were going to and i was like any queen i don't have any queen on vinyl so she's like grab queen greatest hits too and as someone who owns it on cd i was like sweet and i flipped it over to read the back and i was a little let down my copy the target copy on a pretty blue, a pretty cool blue uh, opaque vinyl, uh, mm-hmm. does not have Bohemian Rhapsody on it, which is mm. fine. Uh, you know, it's not like I can't get Bohemian Rhapsody other places. And Bohemian Rhapsody, honestly, is kind of a standalone on that collection. I mean, it it really belongs on Night at the Opera, not on that greatest hits two collection well, i mean being honest on the greatest hits cd when i was in you know i don't know middle school yeah. high school whatever and someone threw it on that was what we would go to was just bohemian rhapsody right and then it's really hard because bohemian rhapsody is so unique that it's just and, and i'm not trying to get everyone riled up here but like it's hard to follow that when you're a middle schooler looking for right. bohemian rhapsody you don't necessarily get picked up into the other songs true but if you look at like the other tracks in that song, because I think um, I would like to interrupt real quick, just because this is important. Yeah, I know you're on a thought process, but Bohemian Rhapsody will inevitably make a certain number of people think of Wayne's World, just because. Sure. Yep. And recently, I had a conversation about Red Vines versus Twizzlers. <laughs> Are you a Red Vines or a Twizzlers, sir? I I'm a Twizzlers guy. You're a Twizzlers guy. See, my yeah. wife's a Twizzlers gal. Mm-hmm. I'm a Red Vines guy. Sure. But Red Rope Licorice by Red Vines is super ropes. Harder to find. Right. But I did order it on Amazon, and I got a box of 36 of nice. them today. Now, what so, I want to know is, do you have the little clear 
plexiglass dis- <laughs> not yet thing in your car. Not yet. Not yet. But do you want me to bring you some red rope licorice? <laughs> sure. There you go. All right. Uh, um. Anyway, what I was going to say is I remember... I mean, okay, so first of all, I'm not a purist. I, I'm not buying all their their original albums. It, that You know, I I know they're... The original bu- pressings, you're just looking at... Just getting content for vinyl. Right. And, I mean, I like listening to it. I like playing my vinyl. So, honestly, I am so not interested in getting a $400 record that I would play. Because I wouldn't play it. Because I would know it's worth $400. Mm-hmm. I want a vinyl that we got for thirty dollars at Target, so I can slap it on and and whatever. You know what? Which I think is part of the argument with vinyl is like, do you buy it to collect it? Do you buy it to play it? Which is the same argument for yeah. classic cars. Sure. Do you buy a classic car to keep it in the garage? Do you drive a cla- Do you buy a classic car to drive it? Well, and there okay. are different spe- there are different spectrums of that. Uh, and do you want the original or do you care if it's Replacement parts is thrown in okay. there. Does it need to have a Chevy motor and a Ford body or whatever? Here's the thing. The mm-hmm. vinyls and collector cars, I believe, if you're collecting the originals, the made in the day, there's a point to be said about using them. Now, obviously, you're not going to get an original Beatles White Album and play it over and over and over again. But you're going to maybe pull it out once every year, once every two years, to hear that original mix. Because you know what? doesn't exist anywhere else. Whether you get it on digital, whether you get it on CD, whether you get the new pressing, that original mix is lost. No one has it. And at least if they have it, it's not available to you, right? And it probably burned up in a warehouse fire. But the uh, so there's something to be said about that classic cars you need to run them or the engines will dry up and be worthless so you can have a classic car that just sits there and never ever ever runs and you can say this is all original great but it doesn't run but there's something to be said about taking a what is it like a 1964 ferrari gto 250 or uh the the car that's worth over a million dollars and driving it on a closed track, which that's where people who own those cars drive them because they have enough money to have a second home on a racetrack where they store their collectible race cars. But the fact that those Ferraris go around those tracks brings me joy. I may not see them many times. I've seen some of these expensive cars at some car shows. I've seen a couple uh, expensive cars at a, a couple car events where the owners were driving them. It, was just, it wasn't a race, but they were driving them. And you know what? I think it's really awesome to see a, a million-dollar 60s Ferrari go down the road. And so, for my money, if you have that original pressing from the 60s and you're not playing it, it's... I mean, I guess there's something to be said about like saving these things because if you... Buy them now, even at the uh, appreciated value they're at now. It's only going to get higher because it's only going to get rarer. But I would like to think somebody's listening to these original pressings. And I'm Karsten, and welcome to the Black Door Music (laughs) Argument, where we will talk about mostly cars, but some music. Today, I'm joined by... Barry. (laughs) Realize we totally skipped past that, so I figured that was the right time to just throw it in there. 
Yeah. Ah, you'll you'll cut all that. I'm not going to cut that. It's <laughs> the thing is it's actually very true. Like to me it's something I didn't necessarily think about, but there is a whole idea when you talk about and and this is true with like old guitar amps, old guitars, yep. old like yep. music stuff in general. It's just like it reaches an age where it becomes a question of like right. do you just use it? Do you just yeah. not care? Do you keep it locked up? Like I've known people who've had really awesome guitars that do not get played. Right. They are essentially a museum piece. Right. And you know that if you don't play a guitar, if you don't keep it conditioned, mm-hmm. it dries out and it's not that great instrument. Yeah. It may be tangibly or it may be intangibly worth a lot of money. Let's say you got a 57 Gibson or something, but if it's not in play playing condition, and you know that's the other thing about um you know some of these old guitars not only are they worth money because they're an old Gibson or Fender from a, a rare run, but a lot of these only exist because they were collected by working musicians at the time and put to use. I mean, the Gibson Les Paul fell out of favor. It was replaced by the SG in 1961, and they were being sold for you know 25 bucks at at pawn shops because no one wanted them they're too heavy too unwieldy no one wanted them and then in the late 60s they made a comeback but they weren't worth anything you know no one wanted those guitars at the time they were they were a dime a dozen and you know they were the old model that no one made anymore because they didn't sell enough and now all those ones especially you know all those early gibsons i mean go for i mean copies that gibson makes of those guitars go for, I mean, like six to twenty thousand, and it's a brand new guitar, but they're copying their old specs. It's kind of ridiculous. Yep, uh, I was pretty fortunate. A friend of mine, his uh, father had a Martin D twenty eight seventy two. Wow, um, beautiful guitar, beautiful guitar. Um, his father spent more money than he should have, is the way he said it when he was in college. Yeah, to get the Martin D twenty eight. And he has no regrets about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, so when I was very early in playing guitar and, like, mostly could fumble through Smells Like Teen Spirit, uh-huh. it was like, oh, here, playing my acoustic. And so it's like, well, I'm ruined forever. Cool, thanks. Well, yeah. now I apparently care about guitars in a way that I didn't care about before because oh, I, I was fine playing on this uh, $15 whatever thing. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I... To some degree, I completely agree with that, and yet there's another thing, because I have I have a small assortment of guitars. Mm-hmm. I I started out on this Fender, you know, uh, basically plywood guitar. I forget the model number, but it was you know it was the beginner guitars made in China, and you know it sounded like cardboard box, and I didn't realize that because it was my first guitar. And so I was playing at my lesson and my guitar instructor, I was like, is this a good guitar? He's like, it's okay. We can work with it. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, it's not great. I'm like, well, I spent money on this. I'd like to think it's great. And he's like, listen here, I'm a salesman sucker. He talked me into this and I spent good money. Well over MSRP. Yeah. You're, you're telling me that this isn't God's gift to music? A salesperson may have just tried to sell me something? No, I just, um, you know... I wasn't thinking that like the salesman ripped me off and I don't, I still don't think he did because I actually took it back to the same guy who sold it to me and he sold it for me on consignment. And then I bought the guitar I have 
And the guitar I have, while it's not a Martin D28, it's certainly better than the one I had. And you've played it. It's it's fine. I mean, it's a solid top. It's a, you know. But at the same time, it's worth enough that I don't mind. Take I'll take it anywhere and play it. You know, I mean, don't want to play it outside when it's raining. But, um, you know, I've taken I have one of those. I yeah. have a guitar I'll play outside when it's raining. <laughs> you just get a collection of them. You're just like, it's right. fine. Right. Actually, right now, the project I'm working on, this is, this is really, I don't know what our theme is today. It's Father's Day, so whatever the fuck we fathers want to yeah. talk about. Um, but no, I'm working on, uh, I, have a, I, have, I have a few guitar necks that I've had, that I've had delivered. And so I have yeah. two guitar necks. I have one guitar body that I've had for, no, wait, I take that back. I have three guitar necks. I have a guitar um, body that goes with a guitar neck that I've had for like 20 years that I keep going like, someday I'm going to do something with that. And I got to the point of sanding it down this year yeah. and getting all ready to like paint it. And uh, that's as far as I got this summer, mm-hmm. this last summer. Um, now it's ready to start that back up again. Maybe it'll be put together by the end of the year. Sure. Maybe it won't. But I have some hardwood that is itching to be turned into a guitar. And I'm just wanting to do like one of the you know, I got. Guitars. I just got to say, if you, mm-hmm. if you have some itching hardwood, you might want to see your doctor. No, I'm all good. I got the itch. I got the scratch. Hey, <laughs> um, but no, like I, I, I feel like that's the thing I want to do. And like the license plate guitars seem really fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. I've never made one before. And so I really want to throw one of those together. And then that's the kind of thing that's like, oh, this is now just a thing that's get thrown in the back of the car and who yeah. fucking cares? Exactly. Well, that's like, uh, I can't remember. Was it you who sent me the, the YouTube video? Yeah. Of the, yeah. The, the, the three string uh, uh, Justin, shovel guitar. Justin, uh, Justin Johnson. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this before. And I'm like, man, why have I not built a shovel guitar yet? No, uh, seriously, I was like, honey, I need to do this. Yeah. And she was like. Well, I mean, you have the extra well, pickups should. laying around to do it. So. I, I literally have, like, all the hardware I need. I could do it right now. <laughs> Actually, I realized that, like, it, and this is going to go a little bit down a rabbit hole. But, um, yeah, Justin Johnson, just to clarify that that was what it was. It's cranking it. Um, I believe is what it's called. or cranking it up. And it's on YouTube. He actually plays a shovel that's been modified for, you know, playing a three string. Yeah, he's it's playing it. It's fretless. He plays it with a, a slide, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. It's some great blues. It's, it's amazing. Like yeah. that, that deep sound. Anyways, um, but on, let me, ways let me, that you get. Go ahead. I would Sorry. love to finish. Oh, my God, Barry. I just want to finish the point that I started like 10 minutes ago real quick. Okay. All right. There's certain guitars that I like, you know, I bought and I wanted to upgrade. Oh, yon, yon, yon. And then there's my Fender Squire Strat that I bought for $90, paid $40 to have it set up, and I love it. I just love to pull it out and play it standard. It's an Indonesian, so it's not like the cheapest one, but, uh, you know, it's not like not like I'm playing gigs with it, but I love it because it doesn't cost, and there's a, there again, it's a guitar I will take anywhere. That one I'll probably play in the rain, and... Uh, it's a it's a fucking blast to play. So vinyl. So you're excited about Queen's album, the Queen album? I am. I I did listen to the whole thing, all four sides. It's got two discs, and uh, it's still a great album. And honestly, well, you I don't know if you remember you you said you'd throw it in and you'd go right to Bohemian Rhapsody, and that's because yep. the rest of the album does not sound like Bohemian Rhapsody. Right, it, and it, that was kind of my point as well yeah. early on. I may not have vocalized it because I think I just went to. But middle school mind, but yeah, yeah, Queen's greatest hits number one. Now that's one. 
obviously it doesn't have Bohemian Rhapsody, but that one's got a ton of like the fun songs. So, you know, like uh crazy old thing called love and uh you know, it's 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 more of a sing along to album, I think. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a go to. But uh, Which at some point I think is a discussion to talk about with I mean, and this is true with with, you know, any band, but I feel like it's it's more so with Queen than others is I don't want to say necessarily that Queen's like bipolar in its music, but you can be a big fan of the really, really upbeat pop right. Queen and not have any appreciation for the rest of it. Right. And you can be a fan the other direction. And this is one that like you can hear Queen two very different ways. Yeah. And I think that there's a point where when you talk about what are those sing-along songs, those are the ones you're going to hear at, like, a baseball game or right. at, like, any public event. Bam, there it is. Yeah. Don't stop well, me now. Like, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Queen Greatest Hits number two has Radio Gaga and Under Pressure. Mm-hmm. Way different songs than Another One Bites the Dust. Right. But both, I th- I'd say, like I said, I was a l- just a little disappointed that Bohemian Rhapsody isn't on there. There's other places to get Bohemian Rhapsody, so it's not the end of the world. Still love the the whole album. And Queen is one of the things, because like a lot of artists, I like to buy albums, you know? Because it's like, okay, well, if I want to listen to the best of, I can throw Pandora on and just say, oh, Tom Petty. And they'll, you know, they'll play me the best of. But if I get an album, I feel like I want to get, you know, an album, which is kind of like, okay, well, this is what it was happening for Queen in 1986, you know, whatever year came. I'm probably way off on my timelines. Um, but the, but for Queen, it's like, I don't know, I kind of like the compilations, you know? How mm-hmm. are, Do you have, if you're buying, uh, you know, music on album or music on a medium, are you looking for... Uh, original albums or are you looking for compilations or or does it matter talking to me yeah um i realized that i wasn't sure okay i wasn't sure if it was a rhetorical question for the audience i mean that it's a possibility well i mean that everyone's the audience can can shout it into the sky okay mom what kind of vinyls are you picking up (laughs) what none that's right okay you already sent me my fair lady which i think is the only vinyl that you had with uh barbara streisand she also had Showboat. I shouldn't lie. She sent me like a bunch of vinyl, but it's all musicals Showboat's that I probably wasn't going to Is that what um, were... Showboat, original Broadway cast? Yeah. Oh, and uh, I think I have those um, in a box. I should show them for you. Um, when I'm looking for vinyl, I don't go for original. Um, for me right now, mostly what I go for is um, albums that were important to me. And I look at purchasing them as the median more just as part of that, like, buying into part of those um, memories, nostalgia, et cetera, for me. Um, Mm -hmm. If my family is buying them, um, or if they're like, if someone's going to buy me something, I don't really care. It could be a compilation. So I will say, I bought the Beastie Boys, Beastie Boys music record Mm -hmm. just because I love that you can get the Beastie Boys book and you get the Beastie Boys music because I think that's hilarious. Yeah. And I have that. Um, and that's actually the most recent vinyl that I bought. And it's been, I don't know, since January, since I probably got one. Oh, my God. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you've been sick. I'll be honest. I moved in December, and I haven't set my record player up. You can judge me. I don't really give a fuck. No, your record player's going to shit anyway. 
That's fine. I'm cool with it. <laughs> I just don't kidding. really get. I just don't care. Like no, I I get it. <laughs> no, and um, honestly, like when I when I bought my record player, which uh, to, I'm just gonna throw this out there in case tech heads want to know. It's an Audio Technica AT LP120, which is it's a pretty base. It's a it's a pretty standard direct drive record player. You've seen it a million times on TV, um, and you know, I think they haven't changed the design since the 70s. Um, but now that I've had it for a while, I'm kind of itching to upgrade to something belt-driven because I can, I can hear the rumble of the motor, which I couldn't hear when I started. Yeah, I have, like, the cheapest audio technica you can buy that was on sale at Borders because yeah. I wasn't really sure if I was actually going to get into vinyl, and mm-hmm. I had a hard time dumping a ton of money to something that I just... I understand, sure I and, but actually, your Audio Technica, while it's not like an audiophile piece, it's a it's a belt drive, so you won't get as much motor rumble that mine will give because mine's a direct drive, and you know it's not going to rip up your vinyl. You, can, I mean, it's going to be fine. You, and if you say upgraded the the needle, you'd you'd probably appreciate you know like a thirty eight dollar more expensive needle, and you'd make it sound a little better, and it'd be it'd be great for years. Now, back to talking about music on albums, which I think is one that we should actually circle back to as a full episode at some point. Yeah. Um, I remember this guy who, back when you used to like really, really care about how much data your music was taking up in MP3 form or mm. MP4 form or whatever. Yeah. Um, I remember this conversation that I was involved in where the guy was like, oh, well, I have like 20 gigs of music. And I was like, oh, cool. And yeah. he was, I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. I have a lot too. Um, and he goes, oh, but are yours like the albums or just the singles? And I was like, oh, they're albums, like full albums. And he was like, yeah, mine's just singles. Like that was a huge bragging right. Like all I keep are the singles off of any album. All I care about me, like, is the thing that the marketers thought was really important right. that year. Which, I mean, I think that's actually one of those that I, I have especially with albums that I know like popular songs from. Right. I really try to actually listen to an album by skipping those tracks yeah. because I do feel like it sways you away. And there, there are plenty of songs that you're like, um, I, I haven't done this, but I should do this. And Barry, I actually want to go ahead and put this out. Um, maybe next week or the week after we should record the, um, the album by crazy town. Did I get that right. Mm-hmm. Featuring uh, with the song Butterfly. Because that was a really popular song, but I do not believe that any of their any of their stuff actually like any other stuff by that band sounds anything like them. Mm. The album The Gift of the Game by Crazy Town. That is an album that we should actually review and actually like both give a good listen to. Okay. And you know, just see what our thoughts are, because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, with the songwriter's name, Shifty Shellshock, I mean, I don't know how it can't be Shifty amazing. Shifty Shellshock. Shifty Shellshock. And Mad Lion. Damn, this is like the dopest album I've never heard before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've never heard it? I've, I don't think that I've ever listened oh. to it in entirety. I suppose. You, you have only, you you only listen to the uh, the singles. No, I have. Um, oh 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 oh! <laughs> let me just throw some shit over at you. Oh, oh, oh. 
No, I, I honestly can just say, like, I don't know that this has ev- ever really hit my hit my fancy. I mean, everyone knew the song, but the song was so popular at the time that it came out, you didn't have to have a copy of it, and you still heard it all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think I ever actually... I bet that's not part of any of my streaming services. I don't think I have that in any part of my library, but I could probably sing majority of the song. Mm-hmm. If it was playing, probably not from from memory, but okay. But but we do need to kind of cut this off. We're kind of ranting a little we bit are. too far. So, gift of the game, we need to do that one. Yep. Um, but otherwise, I I did want to bring up one thing. Okay. I think um, comparatively, this generation mm-hmm. of fathers. Yep. And I know we might be in two different generations, whatever. But we're we're both yep. raising kids the same age, uh, roughly. Yes. Yep. And. And I may not be as, as, uh, muscular, you know, exu- attractive. Is okay, all right. <laughs> exuberant <laughs> with music sharing. My my kids don't have tablet. Well, they do have tablets, and they can watch YouTube stuff. And I mean, I was watching. Uh, you know, I wasn't. I I know, but you you have your kids watch listening to Apple Music and and uh, yeah. experimenting. But at the same time. We've been very like, oh, listen to this music. Listen, you know, check this out. Check this out. Or, hey, what are you listening to? Let me see what you're listening to. And I think in when I was growing up, that was absolutely not happening. Which it, I think is something we talked about this on a pretty early episode as well, talking about maybe we should just kind of keep keep up on it. Yeah. Um, but it's I I love the adventure of my kids finding music, and I bring that right. up periodically. They share stuff with me. That's great, and mm-hmm. I love it. They also share stuff with me that's garbage. Don't get right. me wrong. It's literally like sometimes it's suggestions from Josh, sometimes it's suggestions from Barry, and it just kind of hits anywhere on that <laughs> spectrum. That was for the episode a couple weeks ago. Fuck you, Barry. You should enjoy <laughs> the shit that I share with you. But um, but no, like they, they go through a lot of interesting things. We were um, in the Heights, um, dropped on HBO Max here yep. recently and in theaters. And that was one that I, that was actually the one that I've been excited for. Hamilton, okay, that's fine. I'm pretty sure on the Hamilton episode, I talked about how I'm more excited for In the Heights. Sure. And that's been playing through our house pretty regularly lately. It's mm-hmm. just the soundtrack for it. And I will say with that, maybe we'll do an episode on it. But the opening track is by far the track to listen to. If, you, if you're going to listen to anything on there, that opening track is amazing. I haven't listened to the soundtrack, but we did watch the musical. Yeah. Opening soundtrack, great. Uh, or the opening song, I mean, great. Yeah. Um, and um, it led my sons to start adventuring down other musicals, even though mm-hmm. like they've, sure. it's not like musicals don't play, right. but they're looking for their own now, which yeah. is kind of fascinating. And like the whole deal was they go like my one son was like, can we listen to the soundtrack to in the Heights? I'm like, are you going to let me listen to the rest of the album or just the first track? He goes, I mean, I guess I can listen to the rest of the track. I'm like, if you want, we can just go like find like other hit songs. And he was like, yeah, let's do that. So we're like, okay. So we found like a playlist of just like no, hit he, songs like, from music. No, listen, son. I'm fine if you just want to hit, uh, just want to listen to the singles. Just know you're a douche. <laughs> no, I'll be totally honest. Like, I think that I enjoy a, with musicals. I am much more on board with hitting most of the hits than I am all of the songs. Because there are some yeah. songs that I may love the songs, but I don't always love the vocal performances, for example. But... You know, that's, right. that's that's neither here nor there. But, I mean, that's true with any artist. Like, you have songs that are, like, really great songs, but the performance just isn't there, i.e., 
uh, what's his name? Josh Groban and My December. Cool. Yeah. Great song, not a great performance. Hmm. Just as a reminder, fuck you, Josh Groban. Actually, Josh Groban is really... Josh Groban is a, a, actually a cool guy. Like, of all the fuck yous that we tell everyone, Josh yeah. Groban seems like a dude that I would want to hang out with and chat with. <laughs> but, you know, also, I'm probably not a, the biggest fan of his music. Sure. Because you're not a 53-year-old woman. Fair. He doesn't quite raise me up the same way that he would them. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> thank you for listening to us this week, as this has been a weird episode, but I've been Karsten. And I've been Barry. <laughs> thank you for sharing your time with us. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside.